This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen to us on all of your great ESPN stations across the country. ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And you can give us a call as part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. We did see Smalls dancing on the ESPN U side. That just happened, yeah. Just yeah. Swifty just over there. there you go. Yeah. She can she can dance to the Swifty, so that's yeah. good. Javante uh, is in his bag this morning. There you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. Um, so Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift has become the biggest story in sports. Whether we like it or not, I happen to like it. Um, it's become a huge story. It's be- what are you looking at me? No, like I'm that? looking at you because whether we like it or not, what's the downside to this story? I don't understand it. Like, where, where's the negative? Like, I agree. Travis Kelsey in the NFL are getting more attention. Taylor Swift is getting more attention, more opportunities to promote her new movie, which is the Eras Tour coming out in movie uh, theaters in October. Like, th- this is a win-win. Who would be against? The Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship. It's like an arranged royal marriage. You have the biggest pop star in the country, arguably the world, yeah. and her dedicated, loyal fan base merging with the NFL that is king in our country and a player who is a star on the reigning champs. It is literally a match made in heaven. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But it's, I mean, I don't want to get too deep on this, but go I go, it. okay, well. It bothers me when people get angry about things and bothered by things that has no that have no impact on them that are like real life things. Like if somebody wants to do something that has nothing to do with your life and they're not hurting anybody, why do you care? I don't yeah. get that, right? This is I don't believe this is hurting anyone. It's it's making it fun and interesting and it's the ultimate cross section of pop culture entertainment and obviously the NFL. Well, Travis, doesn't it make Chiefs Vikings more interesting this weekend? Hundred percent. Whether or not she's going to be there, hundred percent. Well, she you, might not. She might not be at the game. She might not be in Minnesota. But the fact that we're asking the question, it brings a level of intrigue and drama to a game that otherwise would have none. Isn't because the Chiefs are going to trounce the Vikings? Absolutely. Isn't it funny though that we didn't think the NFL could get any bigger, and here comes Taylor Swift, and she's bringing in millions of really, new eyeballs. It's really diabolical, and that's the thing that makes me. Suspicious about how genuine this, we this romance we is. The fact that everybody is leaning in so hard on this thing, like the NFL passing out the friendship bracelets, promoting promoting the YouTube Sunday ticket at the game against the Jets on on Sunday night. Like I just, it just, yeah. it feels like like the fact that we were making it a spectacle. How long were you able to go? That, uh, two minutes without that? No, no, no. Listen, no, I, I'm <laughs> not. This is not me hating. On their I relationship, I just don't think that it's a romantic relationship. I think they can have a friendship, they can have a relationship without being romantic. I, I just, I, I don't know. There was something about the walkout, <laughs> uh, the game against the Bears, where, where you see Travis Kelsey give this awkward look to the cameras that are videoing him and Taylor walking out of the stadium. It just seemed like it was so platonic. It wasn't like it was his lovage. He didn't hold her hand. He didn't have his arm wrapped around her. Like, it just didn't feel like what we would see from, you know, a, a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend in the NFL or a husband and a wife in the NFL. It just didn't feel like that to me. 
first of all, the NFL is looking at her and they realize she's a billion dollar baby. And this is an organization that only cares about money and they are going to cash in in any way that they possibly no can. Doubt. And if I'm her, I, I wonder how I would feel knowing that they're printing money based on me showing up. I would certainly want a cut of those friendship bracelets and whatever else they're doing. But this is early on and they know that every eyeball is on them. Maybe that's why there was the awkward walkout. Like, hey, play it cool. Travis Kelsey's looking at the camera saying, play it cool. But I'm why, with my but new why, girl. But, but Taylor's been in the spotlight with other love interests before. It's not her first rodeo, even though it's Travis's. Like, I just, that's the part that doesn't seem right well, to he, me. Here's to me, and maybe this is the brilliance behind it. Uh, if you think it's a publicity stunt, why would they choose someone that's a non-quarterback, second best player, second most popular person on the team? Because this guy hosts Saturday Night Live Correct. and a yeah. lot of other quarterbacks don't? Correct. Right. Yeah. So do you think right now he's more popular and known than Patrick Mahomes? Oh, that's – right now? Ooh, right because now. of Taylor Swift? Who is yeah. more known? Because of Taylor Swift, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's close. That's so close. So if we walk into – Pat Mahomes is the best football player on the planet. Right, so, Kenny, if we walk He's got, into – And Pat Mahomes has a lot of national can, uh, campaigns on TV, like for advertising and that kind of thing. Like, he's he's the brand ambassador for a lot of people. So, like, I, I – I would say it's close, but but Travis Kelsey did gain like a million Instagram followers over the last two weeks. So well, there's we, the Taylor Swift bump. We have a much better person to ask than us. Zainab Amir is the manager of Taylor Swift Updates on Twitter, at SwiftNYC is her Twitter handle. She does an amazing job covering it. Great write-up in the New York Times recently, so kudos to you. Can you help us understand, from your perspective, covering Taylor Swift and pop culture in the world, what is going on right now between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the nature of this relationship as it impacts all of us here? Okay, so I do feel that it has to be real, like a relationship that's happening, only because he made such a grand gesture and she also made the same in bringing all of her friends to the last game uh, with the Jets versus the Chiefs. So I do feel that this is something that's going to be I don't know if it's going to last forever, but it is something that's real um, in terms of how it's impacting everybody else. That is crazy because I think football fans have never seen Taylor like this before. Zainab, are you surprised that the NFL is leaning into this as much as they are, given that it's it's not um, a marriage relationship and that they're just boyfriend and girlfriend? <laughs> I do because it's interesting in terms of like, I think it's because the two people at the center of pop culture, like you have Travis Kelsey with football winning the Super Bowl last year and then Taylor at the height of her career with the Eras tour. So it's another pop culture moment, just the two of them being seen together. So that's something that's big and grand. Zainab, I read the piece about you in the New York Times. It was excellent. You came to football because of Taylor Swift. But now that you're in it, even if she and Travis Kelsey don't work out, and we hope so, we hope this is her end game, will you stick with the NFL? Have you liked your foray into football? Um, I think I would stick with it because it, after watching my first full game, which was with the Chiefs versus the Jets, it was interesting to see how intense it was and how complicated the sport actually is which is probably why I never got into it in the first place, because I never truly knew how to understand it. Um, so now that I understand it, I did watch the Giants versus Seahawks game recently, which was also very interesting, because I just wanted to see if I could understand and like this sport without the concept of Taylor involved. 
So I do think I'd stick around. It's just the hard part is deciding what team I want to root for. Wait, does that mean you're not rooting for the Chiefs? (laughs) (laughs) Initially, I want to, obviously, because of Taylor. Like, there's so much history as well with the Chiefs. Like, it looks like there's a lot with, like, Patrick Mahomes and understanding Travis Kelsey and then his relationship with his brother. Like, those are really good traits. But I'm sure that, like, if I understood all how all the other players work, like, in other teams, like, maybe I would root for someone independent of Taylor. Should this work out or should this not? It is on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Zainab Amir at Swift NYC. She covers all Taylor Swift updates and has a great Twitter account for all of these updates and is just giving us an amazing perspective. Great story in the New York Times recently, but an amazing perspective on the amount of fans that have come over to the NFL and are learning the sport here. So, Zainab, when you look at this, are there more Swifties joining the NFL fandom or more NFL fans joining the Swifties right now? I'm pretty sure it's the former with the Swifties joining the NFL just because the engagement that I've gotten and received, um, even on football stats, is insane because I didn't realize how many people are actually involved or interested in football now. If I did that before, no one would have cared. So I pretty, I'm pretty sure like a lot of people are leaning into the NFL, which is definitely helping um, in terms of us. When you're looking at this pop culture moment, it's just this intertwine of football fans and Swifties. Uh, so it's very, very interesting. Zaina, with that being said, I mean, Taylor Swift is one of the biggest stars on the planet and is giving the NFL a huge bump. As a hypothetical, could you see another celebrity or another figure across the world that could give that NFL, give the NFL this kind of, uh, of spectacle, this kind of bump in popularity? I don't think so, only because of the Eras tour and what that brought. She hadn't gone on tour in five years, and the way that she sold out those stadiums, the way that she gave back to the economy, people are fascinated with Taylor in terms of how she does it. So her showing up to the NFL was pretty, pretty monumental, and I don't know if that could happen unless they start doing some NFL and Barbin Oppenheimer like kind of collaborations going on. So... I don't know if any other celebrity has the influence that Taylor does at this moment. Probably Beyonce is the closest person I could think of, but this is this is insane to another level. Just because Taylor hasn't involved herself with the NFL like this, other than promotions during like halftime for Thursday night football. But this is to the next level um, in terms of attending and her personal life and, and dating and all that. Zainab, we're so glad to hear that even if Taylor and Travis don't work out that you're going to stick with the NFL. Let Unsportsmanlike be your NFL destination. We will help you choose a team. We will help you continue to love football. (laughs) We are your, your destination, girl. But I wanted to ask you this. We deal with sports fans, right? And most sports fans kind of grow up loving a certain team. They're born into it, right? Whether it's geography or it's passed down from their families, what is it about Taylor Swift that attracts you and the Swifties to her so much? Because you choose to love her. You're not born into loving Taylor Swift. It's not part of your geography. What is it about this woman that makes you love her so much? Um, that's definitely true. I feel like it's her songwriting just because of how relatable it is. No matter, like if you actually listen to the lyrics of any of her songs, it does feel like you've been through that moment at some point. Um even if you haven't truly gone through that exact experience, it's just her songwriting ability to capture you in. So to me, it's like the older sister I never had, which kind of like, you know, I wasn't 
I, I never had an older sister. So to hear those lyrics, to see somebody so grounded um, throughout all of this fame, to still want to meet fans, to still have this two-way street with like just the concerts that she puts on, it's it's pretty amazing. So I think that's what keeps me attracted to just her music and the person that she is. Zainab, let's finish with this at Swift NYC. Zainab Amir, who covers Taylor Swift and all of the um, goings on with Taylor Swift. Great Twitter account has all the information there, as well as that New York Times article that's out. What you guys have accomplished is something the NFL has tried to accomplish for years, which is hitting a different demographic. The NFL fan is primarily male, 25 to 54. You have, and there's countless women that obviously watch and listen to the NFL. Is there any moment that you sit back and say, I feel proud? that we as a fandom, the Swifties, have done something the NFL could not accomplish, which is bring a different demographic to the most popular sport in the country? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, sometimes I'm also looking at the followers that, uh, like I've increased a number of followers and demographics on the people who follow me, which is crazy because I think it's just it just shows the power of like our fandom and the interest that like if we're trying to understand football, it's just to understand Taylor's reactions to the game to understand why might she like be involved so much in terms of like why people think this is so crazy in terms of a pop culture moment. So I do find it crazy, but also amazing at the same time that it's just the power of Taylor Swift being able to like meld two different universes that never got along. I can tell you that for sure, uh, together. So it is, it's a really beautiful thing to see. Um, but I am not sure how long it'll continue. So I do really think that maybe people will be just much more interested in football after the fact. Zainab, amazing job. Thank you so much for the insight and the, the great perspective on this. We really do appreciate it. People can follow at Swift NYC for more information. Of course. Thank you, guys. Thanks Zainab, for having me. Zainab Amir, I, I'd say that was amazing in that she said that there are fans now that are coming to this sport that you've played your entire life that we just assume, oh, everybody's a football fan. Well, not every every football fan's a football fan. Not right. everybody's a football fan. And now a whole new audience potentially coming into the sport. No doubt. And the NFL is a $20 billion a year business, and they're always looking for ways to grow it. More. That's what I'm saying. They're always looking for ways yeah, to expand. Where's this coming think, from? think about the International Series with games in London and now this year games in Frankfurt. Like Being able to open it up and, and, and make it a space where you can invite young women to be a part of it, young Taylor Swift fans to be a part of it, a whole different generation that's more familiar with her genre of music as opposed to your entertainment product. It's brilliant in in the fact that they're leaning into that. That's what the NFL needs more of, not less of, and they're actually making room for Taylor Swift in this romance, quote-unquote romance. <laughs> Here he goes. Here he goes. I love it. But love you, know, it. you know what's so funny about this? The NFL is such a good product on its own that right. all they really need is people like the Swifties to try it, and they're going to be hooked. Zainab just said, yeah, even if Taylor Swift's not part of the equation, I want to find a team, and I want to stick around. Yeah, and here's the other thing to that point, too. This is great PR from the NFL because they don't necessarily have the best reputation on the street when it comes to relating with women and how they've handled women's issues no in confirm. the past. No so this is the, the timing of this is fortuitous for the NFL. Let me just point this out. Before we get into baseball coming up, the, the single worst moment of that entire 10-minute interview, and she was amazing, was when she said, 
I watched. This is for Cece. <laughs> I watched another game that wasn't Taylor Swift, and she watched his Giants on Monday Night I almost apologize. That's the other game. Oh, the Swifties! Hey, we're in it. We're gonna watch a primetime game, and they watch his team get their butts kicked. Coming up, we round the bases next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. That you're dancing to? Unsportsmanlike oh, ESPN Radio. Bob. Come on. Michelle Smallman, Chris Candy, Evan Cohen. You dance to this song? It's not a dance song. CC and I are trying to get you to song. dance when, or you do dance, but when the cameras go on to like fun music. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in coach, you dance to? This is a bop. Put me in coach, I'm ready to play today. Da- like you can bop? bop your head. Like it's uh, it a, doesn't, it, I don't know if it is it's a It's not bop. even a head yeah, bop. I don't, I don't like, think it's a bop. If you can snap your fingers to it, it's a bop. Snap your fingers. That I could do. Yeah. But it's more like a head side to side than an up and down. Yeah, right? it's just almost like one of those songs that they play at a ballpark or something like that. Like you can see it in video. Do you see that, that guitar way. riff? I don't know about sure, that. Sure, Smalls. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, ESPN Radio has all your coverage of the MLB playoffs. <laughs> gets going again on Saturday after all four series end last night. Let's go around the bases with Smalls. I'm waiting for the crack of the bat. There we go. It's time to talk baseball. All right, guys. So we we know last night that the Phillies punched their ticket, but they've been there before. But how about the Rangers, the Twins, and the D-backs getting in? I love that there's new blood in the postseason. Texas winning their first postseason series since they defeated the Tigers to clinch the 2011 pennant. We know that the Twins snapped that 18-game postseason losing streak. They win their first postseason series since 2002, the ALDS versus the A's. And Arizona was making the franchise's first play off appearance since 2017. I know that in sports it's fun to have those perennial powers that are there to bully you around and everybody to hate, but I love that baseball has some new blood in the playoffs. Okay, I wonder is if this is geographical. Because I think about Smalls' take versus you and I, CC, that grew mm. up in the Northeast. Mm. Okay? I'm not a Yankee fan, but I miss the Yankees. I'm looking forward to the Dodgers now being a part of it. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I miss the Red Sox. I think the Cowboys being in the playoffs is always a good thing. I think the Lakers and Celtics being good in basketball is always a good thing. Yeah. Do you think it's a geographical thing? Because Smalls is embracing this. Like, hey, it's all brand new with different teams. And I'm like, okay, where are the the villains? Where are my villains at? Yeah, I, I think it is a geographical thing. But this is the part of the postseason for Major League Baseball where we get to talk about the fun stories. But now that we're getting to the Vision Series... 
we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program, and that means <laughs> that the superpowers are going to emerge. The Atlanta Braves, superpower. The Dodgers, superpower. Like, those are the teams that – The Houston Astros, yep. superpower. Those they're are the, the villain. Team, th- those, yeah, they're the, they're, the they're, the they're the villain. They're the villain. They're the villain. Like but those are the teams that we're expecting to make it to, you know, the championship series or the World Series. Like, the, 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 the D-backs are a great story, but, you know, your prize for winning the wild card round is playing against the Dodgers. Good so, luck with that. So you're like, oh, it's great that we have new blood, yeah. but – they're all chum. Yeah, I mean the, the only team, the, the only team that I'm looking at out of the wild card round that I say, you know what, they can make some noise. And I hate to say this because Pat Costello is I celebrating his team. Go. It's the Phillies. Yeah. It, it is the Phillies because they have the bats and because they have the top in the top of the rotation pitching that you need to shut down a lineup like the Atlanta Braves. The Braves, by the way, finished the season with a slugging percentage over 500. It's the first time that's happened in baseball history. They're insane. They're, they're, Their that, that is, is insane. Bananas. So if you can't get length from Nola and from Wheeler, then good luck with your bullpen trying to keep that lineup in check. Well, here's where I like the Cinderellas. Round one. I don't like them after that. NCAA tournament. I'm cool if you win on the first Thursday and Friday. I have no interest in you winning on sa- in Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday and Sunday. I don't want you advancing. So you don't want Butler in the natty. Butler's a weird one that's a bad – it's a good example but a bad example. I mean, we look at Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward and what they what they become, right? But I'm saying I'm cool with the upsets or the smaller teams, so to speak, winning yesterday. No, no, no. I want the Dodgers. I want the Astros. I want the Braves. I want – oh, the Phillies are big, but you get what I'm saying. Next yeah. one, Smalls. Next one. Okay, we're going to second base. Speaking of fresh blood – As somebody that loves baseball, one of the big knocks I have on them is that they don't capitalize on their stars. And I think that with all the rules changes, you have this this younger audience that has embraced baseball. So I love that we saw some rookies and some young players stepping up yesterday. The D-backs, you had Alex Thomas hit his first career postseason home run. You had Corbin Carroll, Gabriel Moreno, all home runs in the series. They're 23 or younger. Texas, Evan Carter was the star. Josh Young. I love that when these rookies or these young players got to the stage, the lights weren't too bright for them and that's how you're going to get people to be young fans is to be able to connect with guys like this no doubt about it and that's the opposite of what the young players for the Toronto Blue Jays did in the wild card round because this is a team that we've been waiting on with Bo Bichette and guys like uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. They, they've they been they felt like that team that's supposed to step up this was going to be their year they were going to potentially get out of wild card round going a deep playoff run and they never really came around so that's a big part of having postseason success is having your young players you know step up and give you something that's unexpected in that moment next we're rounding into the hot corner we have to talk about environments because it was a huge storyline coming out of this round of the playoffs it looked lit in philly and we're going to talk to pat next obviously in minnesota you guys, what's going on with the Rays is outrageous. I know we touched on it yesterday. 19,000 the first game, a little, a skosh higher and, and 20,000 and change. It felt like a library. It felt like a church. And I know that they're building another stadium there. And I don't know why, because it does not feel like the appetite is there for baseball. And it's a detriment to their team. I'm Jewish, but I've been to church a few times. Church has way more excitement than a race game. Because you're singing songs, there's a vibe. Yeah, I mean, like, and you go to the end of a, of a service at Temple when we're singing songs, like, that's way more exciting than a race game. Give me a break. Let's talk to Pat. Come on now. All right, let's go home. 
You say we can go home? I'm in. I'm <laughs> go take a nap. We have to do an emotional and physical check-in with Pat Costello. Give us just the scene setter from last night. What was it like in Philly? And how are you doing on basically no sleep right now? It was absolutely electric. One of the coolest atmospheres I've been to in uh, quite a while. Uh, I'm very tired. I cannot keep my eyes away uh, open. I can't even talk right now. <laughs> Do we feel CC badly for Pat? Like he's complaining. No. He's producing no, 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 a national no, no. radio no, show. No, Pat, Pat's a grown man. Yeah, he's good. I don't you made feel your bad. Choice. I don't feel badly for him. You like I, I understand. You saw him. A win, I understand too. him wanting to be at the moment, but yeah. I mean, this yeah, is then come do your job. This is this is the consequence. Okay, Belichick. As we say in, right. in our system, I came up with it and Bill copied it. Do your job. I mean, yeah. that's what he's going to do. He's playing hurt. I yeah. respect him for being able to do it, but I'm not going to give him any kudos for it. Should do your job. Ad- may, Adrenaline can only carry you so far. There may be a guy tonight who may not have a job after tonight. We will get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you, Thursday Night Football tonight. I'm excited for this for a few reasons. Mm. One, CeCe has hyped up the Commanders and Sam Howell all year. Mm -hmm. Tonight is the first standalone primetime stage, in my opinion, that we have for him in his career. Like, I don't remember. They probably played him on that. They may have even played him on that. They, this they started year. him the game against Dallas last year, but I mean, that was his rookie year. Yeah. It's hard to judge him when he wasn't the guy all season long. Coming into this offseason, they knew that this was going to be the dude. And so, yeah, you're right. This is the introduction to a national audience for Sam Howe. I want to see how they're going to, you know, bounce back after back to back losses. They feel like they were, I don't want to say happy. But there was a positive spinoff of a loss in overtime against the division rival in Philadelphia. There was a silver lining in saying that we could play with one of the best teams in football. That's a moral victory, but they need to actually get some real victories if this team is going to realize their potential. And so tonight is an opportunity where you're expected to win. How do you deal with those expectations coming off of the disappointments that we saw in the last two weeks. Yeah, if you take an L and you're trying to bounce back, Big Sean style, the Bears is who you want to face. Yeah, well, for sure. They're, they're arguably the worst team in the league. So you got the you got that storyline, obviously, with Howell no on that, that center stage. And then there's all the drama around the Bears and their head coach, Matt Eberflus, who was not hired by the team president, Kevin Warren, coming over from the Big Ten, running the Bears now. Ryan Poles, the general manager 
um, did hire him. Ryan Poles also connected to the offensive coordinator in Washington, Eric Bieniemy. They both worked in uh, Kansas City at the same time. But take it out big picture here. Let's just move it back for a second. Barring a scene, barring something that is dramatic, off-field, Urban Meyer style, right? When is the right time in your mind, CeCe, where you start considering terminating an NFL head coach in season? I would probably say once we get to November, I think that's the time that you see it. Now, if you're a coach that's coming into the season on a hot seat, i.e. Brandon Staley, then I think it might be acceptable to do it sooner because you want to see if you can salvage the season. But there is no saving what the Chicago Bears are. It's one of the worst franchises in the National Football League, maybe in all of sports. It is an absolute dumpster fire, and I'm not sure why they would look to add the extra layer of dysfunction by firing Matt Eberflus now. You had your defensive coordinator walk away a couple of weeks ago. The middle of the season, the guy just bounces. Now, we don't know the the details behind the circumstance, but it's awkward to say the least. You had your quarterback throw your head coach under the bus a couple of weeks ago. You criticized the offensive coordinator. Maybe they're giving me too much to think about. I, I just, it, it feels like a situation where they need to keep Matt Eberflus in place for the sake of not adding more drama around the team. And, and here's the other part. To this equation, you're fi- you would fire Eberflus for what? To get a look at Luke Getze as your head coach? To get a look at somebody else that might be a position coach on your staff? And as you can't general? bring in somebody from the outside, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I, you're not going to bring in somebody at the outside at this point, right? right? So you're not doing that. You're not promoting from within. There's nobody to promote. You don't feel good about anybody. You're not going out there and trying to find somebody else that's going to take the job right now. And you're not trying to send a message or recruit a college head coach at this juncture because they're in the middle of their season. So it doesn't make sense to fire Matt Eberflus right now. So right now, your assessment of the Chicago Bears, with the assumption they lose tonight to the Commanders, they drop to 0-5. They're the worst team in the NFL. They're going to have the first, maybe, and second pick in the draft because they also have the Carolina pick. Your advice to them, Kevin Warren calls you president of the team, says, CeCe, you've been around the league forever. What do I do here? You're telling him, keep Eberflus, deal with that at the end of the season, but trade fields now to get value in return and just deal with it the rest of the way. Is that correct? Yeah, let's go ahead and start Tyson Bagent or, or, or go ahead and give Nathan Peterman the reins. I'm pretty sure that those guys aren't going to be able to pull this team out of the nosedive that they're already in, but don't look at it as a situation where – you're going to devalue Justin Fields by potentially getting him hurt. Like, you know that Justin Fields ain't it. it. This is probably the end of a road for him as a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. You've got the first and second pick. You're not passing on Caleb Williams. You're not passing on Drake May the year after you passed on Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. You are going to take a quarterback in 2024. Justin Fields is not going to be your guy. So go ahead and trade him now. Get something of value for him. There are people that are going to be enamored with the talent. There are teams that are looking to upgrade the quarterback position because their season ain't over with. The Atlanta Falcons is a team that Mike Greenberg threw out earlier this week on ESPN Radio. That wouldn't be a terrible fit with all of the weapons that they have. And there's nobody that's going to argue whether or not Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. So if you could potentially get a second-round pick or multiple mid-round draft picks, then why wouldn't you do that? Wait, stop right there. Let's do the hypothetical of who says no. Justin Fields to Atlanta for a second-round pick. Who says no? Nobody. Nobody. Why, why would he, don't say no why would either, Why would you say no? Because maybe you You're, still think you can revive him a little bit. That he's coming off a good game. To, against to, what, but to, but to what end, though, Evan? Revive him to what end? I right. guess that's you're the still, point. You're still going to yeah. take Caleb Williams. Do you really think you're going to get more compensation for him? 
that a that? second rounder? Yeah. Do you really? Think I don't even know that you can get a second that? rounder. That's I don't what know I'm that saying. So why would you rounder. why would you turn it down if you're Chicago? Because maybe you look bad. But again, it wasn't you. You already look bad, right? But it wasn't you drafting. You you can't look worse than you do right now, which is why I don't think you should fire the head coach. I mean, this is right now we're talking about the Chicago Bears. In a football sense, and mm-hmm. we're talking about them losing to the Commanders potentially on Thursday night. Almost everything else that we talked about was Justin Fields throwing his teammates under the bus, Ch- the Chase Claypool situation, the defensive coordinator leaving. If I'm the Bears, why do I want to add another layer of drama and another headline to this when I can just stay the course? The result is going to be the same, which is them losing games and you being in the position you want to put yourself in a better position for your future. But we know that nobody's going to be there next season. The The coaching staff is not going to be there. Justin Fields is not going to be there. So what's the point in starting that transition now when you know you're probably going to bring in a new regime that's going to draft a new quarterback anyway? Yeah, and this is where you're in a weird spot because you have a young quarterback that theoretically you'd want to build around, yet we're already writing them off, so we're saying the best-case scenario for them is to actually lose, to guarantee themselves one, maybe, and two. And, by the way, there's another interesting wrinkle to this. Mm. If you have one and two, are you thinking about keeping one and two or are you going to trade one? No, you're going to trade the second one because it's a quarterback-rich draft. You get an absolute haul for somebody trying to move up to take Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. or one of those other guys, Shador Sanders. Like, there would be a lot of teams clamoring to move up. So this is the perfect time to have a lot of draft capital at the top in 2024 Like because you know you're going to get a haul because quarterbacks are gold bars when it comes to you know being able to you know get your franchise on solid footing. So teams will pay a premium. All I'm simply saying is this. If you're the Chicago Bears, if he's not your future, why are you holding on to Justin Fields? Only bad things can happen if you keep rolling Justin Fields out there. He's the most contacted quarterback since he's coming to the league. Like, why would you keep him and potentially devalue him and not get, you know, potential draft picks in exchange for him? Yeah, maybe you can't get a second-round pick. Maybe you do get a second-round pick. But you would probably get multiple mid-round picks if it wasn't a second-round pick. Why wouldn't you take that dra- those draft picks and use that as a part of your hard reset, knowing that your franchise is stripping it down and starting from scratch at the beginning of 2024 anyway? The irony of all of this is that Chris Canty, 11-year NFL player, Super Bowl champion, is telling you that you're better off trading the one that I have hope for long-term than the one I don't have hope for in Matt Eberflus. Because you don't think he's a big-time coach, there's no point of firing him because you're firing him for nothing. Because you still think Justin Fields could go somewhere else and giving you an opportunity to draft someone better, he's the one you move. But if I said to you you have an expansion team, you can either have Fields as your quarterback or Eberflus as your head coach. I think you've made it clear. You're still taking Fields, even though he's the one you got to get rid of. All right, coming up, do big-name free agents in the NFL actually work? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah! 1738. There you go. Just saying. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can be a part of the Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. You can chime in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. A couple of things we have out there for you guys on the loudest game you've ever been to. Pat Costello, one of our producers, said last night he went to the Phillies and Marlins. Phillies closed it out against the Marlins. All four baseball series done as we get ready for the next round starting on Saturday. ESPN Radio has all of your coverage for that. Pat somehow has in his back pocket the rankings of the loudest games he's ever been to. <laughs> said that it was the third loudest game he's ever been to. So you can weigh in on the loudest game or event you've ever been to. Plus, we mentioned that my son's flag football team is 0-0-2. Are they undefeated? CC said yes. Small said no. You can't look at that as undefeated. People are chiming in at Evco Radio. There's a lot of response on this. Are they winless? Now, they are technically winless too, right, CC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, you're simultaneously, I guess, yeah, you're simultaneously winless and undefeated. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure we're on the same page on that one. But you would have to say that they're not winless then, Smalls. Because if you're arguing they're not undefeated, then you have to say they're not winless. That you, like, what, what are they? They're just two ties? They're in purgatory. They're in purgatory. That's <laughs> what they are. Uh, yesterday, we saw two moves in the NFL that were pretty interesting because they're from the same exact free agency class. The 2022 free agent class in the AFC West included J.C. Jackson leaving New England, going to the Chargers. He signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal. And Randy Gregory leaving the Cowboys and going to the Denver Broncos, signing a five-year, $70 million deal. Jackson was traded to the Patriots, back to the Patriots yesterday, and Gregory was released. He asked for his release because he wasn't playing that much Mm -hmm. and asked for it and was granted it from that Broncos defense that – CC talks all the time about the Dolphins' offense when they're clicking as the best unit in football. The Broncos' defense may be the worst overall unit in football. It's not maybe. They are. They're the worst in yards and points. So what's interesting— That's hard to do, actually, Smalls. (laughs) What what I I thought about yesterday when this happened, do we overrate NFL free agency? Because if you're a great player in the NFL— you never actually become a free agent in your prime, right? When we think about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning changing teams, it was much later in their careers. Now, it worked out for both teams, obviously, mm-hmm. Tampa and Denver. Aaron Donald is not come, becoming a free agent anytime. Micah Parsons is not going to be a free agent at any given point here. Is it free agency in general a myth in the NFL in some way, shape, or form? No, free agency is used to supplement your roster, not build your roster. And I think you see the dysfunctional teams go out and spend the big cash early on in free agency, and it doesn't translate to sustained success. Maybe you'll get a bump in the season that you spend all of the money in because you're infusing your roster with players that are seemingly coming from winning programs and that have dominant traits that you're willing to pay top of the market prices for. But most of the time desperation in free agency leads to a lot of stupid decisions by NFL teams. That's why you don't get the return on investment for the money that you're putting out there. Like, look at the top 10 free agent spenders in 2023. Only two of those teams have winning records through the first quarter of the season. 
th- only three of those teams had winning records from a year ago. So that just goes to show you who's spending the money in free agency. It's not the programs that have sustained success. It's the teams that are desperate. And that ultimately is what opens the door for things to take place like what we saw yesterday, J.C. Jackson being traded and Randy Gregory being cut. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect storm because it's teams that aren't great that are looking to supplement. It's desperation and it's a sense of urgency because people are visiting different teams and the market is dictating that this player is going to have to sign for a certain amount. So if you're a team, you might not like the situation, you might not like the deal you have to sign some of these guys to, but that's the position that you're in. And you talked about the sense of urgency. Coaches and general managers potentially being on the hot seat. Yeah, good They'll point. go out and spend some money. You know what? If, why save the cap space for my predecessor? Yeah, correct. Why save the cap space for the next GM or the next coach? Why save the draft picks? It's the same philosophy. So you're going to go out and be willing to spend a lot of money and pay a guy that might not be worth $15, $20 million a year that kind of money because you need to fill a position that you haven't been able to find via the draft. So, yeah, it, it, free agency, I'm not going to say it's overrated, because I was once upon a time a free agent. And but you were, being, you were and, and a very good player. You weren't a Hall of Fame player. No, I was I was a very good player, but I actually was a free agent, got paid top of the market money, and ended up being a captain on a Super Bowl winning team. So you lived up that, to that's, it, that's the, that's the That's the outlier, though. That's the aberration. That That's not the norm in free agency. Usually a lot of disappointment. Yeah associated with free agency just because of the cost to acquire the players. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it with this, with the, as a Patriots fan. 2021, I believe, they signed Matthew Junon, injured now, but been phenomenal. Hunter Henry, been very good. Jonu Smith, terrible for them, right? I think they signed Nelson Aguilar that same year, if I'm not mistaken. That happens. As a Pats fan, I remember being so worried about that. So I'm like, boy, this feels out of character. This feels like a desperation move, like you said, right? Because normally when you got your t- – the Chiefs don't need to participate day one in free agency. They can choose to if they want. They got, um, they've gotten good players over the course of time. But, mm-hmm. like, it's supplement. Oh, oh, Chris Canty's available for a little bit less? Oh, he was a captain on a Super Bowl team. Let's slide him in there. He'll fit in seamlessly. I think in some ways you should be nervous if your, your team participates day one. No, I wouldn't. Over, say, I wouldn't over say. I wouldn't say be nervous, but I think there are organizations that you trust more than others. Like right. if the Chiefs go out and get a free agent, well, the thought is okay. They have a specific plan, and they're going to make it make sense where they get the return on it. Like the Chiefs, they went out and got Jawan Taylor early on in free agency. Nobody is looking at that as a bad spin because you got to protect the best player in football in Pat Mahomes right. and Orlando Brown Jr. left, so it made sense that they went out and did that again. It's supplementing their roster as opposed to building their roster. They didn't build their offensive line through free agency. They drafted Creed Humphrey. They got they drafted Trey Smith. Those are guys. Now, the irony is they do have three free agents on their offensive line, Donovan Smith, and then, of course, uh, Joe Thune, one of your guys from yep, the Patriots. Pats, but, yep. but, again, they built their team through the draft, and then they supplemented it where they needed to in free agency. If your team operates with that formula, you feel better about them going out and making moves, the expensive part of free agency, which is the early part. It's also funny you say that about the Patriots because isn't that what Bill Belichick was so good at is being able to find guys at a certain time in their career, recognize that they had X amount left, bring them into New England and extract that from them? He still is, but he's but he's not as good at the higher end when you're going out and spending a ton of money on a wide – like John uh, Smith, a tight end, was, was not very good. Juju Smith-Schuster has had a rough start with his Patriots career. It's the high-end guys that he's not as good at. But, I mean, it's hard to look at this and say – Wow, great move by the Chargers and the Broncos, what they did. I mean, they already had – this is two years ago. They already had to get rid of these guys. And how could it not screw up your cap? Well, well, here's the thing. It might screw up your cap, but need is need. 
Ev, that's, no, the, part, that's the part. So if you need something and you don't know if you're going to be able to find it in that given year's draft class to contribute immediately, then you got to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. Like we understood why the Denver Broncos went after Randy Gregory. They needed pass rush. They're pa- like Bradley Chubb is gone. You need pass rush. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and spend the money and go get it. That's the thing. People look at free agents and say, oh, man, it's so expensive. We shouldn't spend that kind of money for a guy. Well, there is no amount of money that's too much when it comes to something that you need. Now, there's a difference between need. There's a difference between want. And a lot of times, bad franchises can't differentiate between the two, which leads to bad free agent decisions as a whole. Yeah, I think there are a lot of tells in the NFL. I think you just gave one of them, right? It's when that happens, when you operate that way, it's a little bit of a tell that maybe you're not that good. Did Russell Wilson commit a cardinal sin in the NFL? We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.